Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 13 on What About Therapy. I'm your host, Enoch Fossum. I'm a certified mindfulness life coach, and I'm currently going to school to become a licensed marriage and family therapist. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about the differences between empathy and sympathy. A lot of people think they're the same thing, and in all reality, they're really not, and they can make a big difference when you're with someone who's going through a hard time. So we're going to learn about what the differences are and then how we can apply those in our lives. So all that coming up next on What About Therapy. All right, everybody, welcome. I am really excited for this episode because there, I think there's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to empathy and sympathy because I don't know about you, but I've had, I've, I've thought they were the same as well in the past, but as I've learned more about what empathy really is, it's been really intriguing to me to uh, really just learn more about it and to learn how to apply it in my life. So we are going to start off with a article here in Psychology Today. Now, the name, some of the names in Psychology Today, I guess with any paper, the names are just kind of, they're kind of different. They're out there and they're really hard to pronounce. So please forgive me. For, uh, for mispronouncing any names. But anyway, so there's this article written by Tahiki Davis, PhD. This was back in, I believe it's just 2020, but it's titled Empathy vs. Sympathy. And so I'm just going to read a couple paragraphs here. So she says that empathy and sympathy are similar, yet they differ in how they can make one who is suffering feel. Empathy is a sense that you can understand and share the feelings of another. This shared experience can generate a profound understanding because you attempt to know what it's like to walk in their shoes. So empathy, let's just kind of start getting a feel of what empathy really is. It's putting in the effort to really understand someone and to get to know what they are actually experiencing, what they're going through, because you aren't them right? We can go through the very same thing and yet have different experiences. And so just because you may have gone through the same thing, it doesn't mean that they, they, they have, they had the same experience as you or they, they feel the same way as you did. And so just getting to learn more about them and how they are feeling to walk in their shoes. So she goes on to say that sympathy is a feeling of pity or sorrow for someone's else, for someone else's misfortune. Sympathy may not be received as well as empathy, but sorrowful sympathy can offer some warmth and support in the face of someone else's misfortune if administered with sensitivity and sincerity. So sympathy is, and obviously we're going to keep diving into this, but surface area, it's just a feeling, okay, of kind of pity or sorrow for someone else. It's not really taking the effort to dive into exactly how they feel and to necessarily try and see where they're coming from or trying to walk in their shoes. It's kind of the surface level of empathy, if you will. So now we're going to go to another article also in Psychology Today by Neil Burton, and this was in 2015. So let me see here. All right. Sorry about that. So he says that in 1909, he kind of gives the background of empathy here. The psychologist Edward Titchener translated the German. Okay, here we go. My attempt in the German word, Eifühlung. 
which means feeling into, he translated that word into English as empathy. So feeling into is empathy. He goes on to say that empathy can be defined as a person's ability to recognize and share the emotions of another person. So kind of that same thing of walking in their shoes, right? Um, let's see, he goes on to say... Doo -doo 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 -doo. So the ability to re recognize and share the emotions of another person, fictional character, or uh, sentient being. It involves first seeing someone else's situation from his perspective, and second, sharing his emotions, including, if any, his distress. And so really more of that going into just kind of a deeper level of trying to understand someone, to empathize with someone, saying, oh, like, how does how does that make you feel? Like, what's it like for you, right? And trying to understand really how, how they're going through this situation. And it's actually really cool. I forgot where, I don't know where I heard this, but they said, I've heard that um, reading fictional books actually increases the ability to feel empathy for someone. Because in fiction, and I mean, I guess really in nonfiction too, it, it would work, but in fiction you have to imagine everything, right? And imagine the people and how they feel. And so this, it gives you an ability over time to really have a better, bigger capacity for empathy, which is really cool. And uh, I honestly don't know how true that is. I just thought that was really cool. And I think that is true. There's some truth to that. But Neil goes on to say, uh, he goes on to talk about sympathy. He says, sympathy is more of a fellow feeling or community of feeling. It's a feeling of care and concern for someone, often someone close, accompanied by a wish to see him better off or happier. Compared to pity, sympathy impl implies a greater sense of shared similarities, together with a more profound professional engagement. However, sympathy, unlike empathy, does not involve a shared perspective or shared emotions. And while the facial expressions of sympathy do convey caring and concern, they do not convey shared distress. And so, like I mentioned earlier, it's kind of just that surface area of like reaching out to someone, you know, of trying to put yourself out there and to really attempt to help someone. And I feel like, because I don't know about you guys, but me, especially, I'm a big victim to this. I, I, I think naturally people are kind of sympathetic because empathy... It's, I think for most people, it has to be learned. And of course, I believe that there are going to be some people that are really natural, naturally good at empathy, but I'm not one of those people. I was kind of, I've grown up as more of a sympathetic person, kind of not wanting to put more energy into seeing how it really is for them and putting in the emotional effort uh, to comfort that person. I've really been more sympathetic, and we're going to talk more about this as well. There is this presentation actually by Brene Brown. She is a research professor at the University of Houston. I don't know if she still is. I believe she is, but I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But she is also a, sh a social worker. She has published a couple books about vulnerability and shame. Now, she put together this little presentation. It's on YouTube. I'll put the link in the description to the video. It's actually really, really cool. I, I like it a lot, and so a lot of this, the rest of this episode is going to be based on this little presentation. So, 
let me here look at my notes. So Brene first starts off by saying that empathy fuels connection and sympathy drives disconnection. So just think about that for a second. Empathy fuels connection. Sympathy drives disconnection. So she talks about someone named Teresa Wiseman. She is a nursing scholar who studied all these different diverse occupations where empathy is relevant and used often, like every day in their in their work, right? So from this, she created four qualities or four pillars of empathy, you could say. The first is perspective taking, the ability to walk in someone else's shoes, like we talked about, being able to see from their point of view, like what's really going on or how do you think they are actually feeling. Number two is staying out of judgment. And I think what's really interesting is that, that that's probably one of the hardest things for just people in general, is we tend to immediately judge other people's thoughts or emotions and how they're feeling. And we need to take a step back and to stay out of judgment, okay? Because as as we'll learn here in a bit, we're not there to obviously judge them and we're not necessarily here to fix them. We just need to be there. So number three is recognizing emotion in other people and four, communicating that you recognize it. So what came to my mind when I heard that is, I don't know if you've seen the movie Avatar, like the blue people, not the last airbender, but the blue people. Also Avatar 2 is coming out this year, I think, and I am super excited. That movie is going to be just out of this world. But uh, in that movie, they say, I see you. I don't know like uh, what exactly... They say in the movie, they speak their language, they say, I see you in their language. And in a sense, that's really this pillar four or this uh, step four, the fourth quality, to recognize and communicate that you see them. You recognize that they're going through a hard time and they're having these emotions. And so just saying, I see you or I'm here can go a really long way. We're not necessarily here to fix them or say, hey, how can I help like fix your problem? That's not empathy, as we'll learn more. But Brene goes on to say that empathy is feeling with people. It's a special place where someone falls into a deep hole or rut and they say, I'm stuck. It's dark. I feel alone or I'm overwhelmed. Now, sympathy is actually really funny. So you got to watch the video to actually make this funny because I mean, Without the video, this isn't going to be really funny, but she says sympathy, however, is saying, oh, it's bad, huh? Do you want a sandwich? <laughs> it's really funny. You just got to watch the video. Trust me. But so it completely disregards how they're feeling and kind of throws their vulnerability to the curb, just kind of kicks it off to the side. Oh, sorry. That probably made a loud noise. But empathy is a vulnerable choice, she says. In order to connect with someone's emotions, you need to look inside yourself for a time when you felt that way as well or gone through a similar thing and see how you felt because that will better help you understand how they felt. And that'll, that's really another tool in a sense to help you walk in their shoes and to see from their perspective and to feel 
how they might be feeling at this time, to be able to truly empathize with them. So you need to yeah, look inside yourself for a time when you felt that way. And empathy is being vulnerable with those who are vulnerable. Now, I thought about the uh, Bible passage to mourn with those that mourn, right? It's kind of, in a sense, the same thing, to make yourself vulnerable along with those who are also feeling vulnerable, those who are going through a hard time. And the little video that goes along with this is it's just awesome. It's a really good visual. So I can't stress that enough. Just go watch that video and then maybe come back to this. So Brene, she says, rarely if ever does an empathetic response begin with at least. Sympathetic people, you know, bless their hearts, obviously. They're trying to do good. And I still, I still do this. It's, it's something I'm trying not to do. I'm trying to do it less and less. But, you know, years and years of just being sympathetic it's kind of tough to stop it and to take a step back and learn to be more empathetic instead of just sympathetic. And so I've fallen victim to this, to saying at least. Now I'll give a couple examples here. So sympathetic people, they try to put the silver lining. Oh, sorry, I hit my mic again. I got to chill. So sympathetic people try to put the silver lining around the emotions and feelings of those being vulnerable and those that are in the slums, those that are feeling like crap. They try and always put the silver lining around it. So here's an example. And I know probably most of you, if not all of you, have fallen prey to this, because I know I have. So an example is the person who's going through a hard time would say, I think my marriage is falling apart. And then the sympathetic friend or the sympathetic person says, well, at least you have a marriage. Or they say, I'm going through a hard time. And then the sympathetic person says, at least it's not as bad as Bob or as bad as Jim. You know, at least it's not as bad as so-and-so. And last example, I'm having a really hard time with my job or I'm really struggling right now on my job. Well, at least you have a job. So do you see how that really kind of just disregards their emotions? It disregards their vulnerability. They put themselves out there to you. And you just kind of throw it to the curb. And you may be meaning totally well, right? You're not trying to hurt their feelings. You're trying to trying to comfort them, trying to say, well, at least, you know, it could be worse, right? But in all reality, that's not really what's best at the time because it just disregards their emotions. It disregards how they feel. And especially when they're vulnerable, it can do a lot more damage than good. So in conversations that are difficult for someone, we try to make things better. We try to rescue them. That's sympathy. We try to go in there and give the at least. Or here, do you want, like in that uh, example, do you want a sandwich? Like, you know. Um, so what makes something better is connection, Brene says. And I, I love that. That is so beautiful. Because like we said earlier, like she said right from the get-go, sympathy drives disconnection. Empathy fuels connection. And that connection is where healing is. And when we're disconnected, it's really hard to heal and it's really hard to get help when they're disconnected. And sympathy doesn't really do a good job at making a connection, at coming closer and just really getting closer to the individual, 
that's not sympathy, that is empathy. So, let's see. Okay, sorry. I skipped a little line. So, Brene says that the truth is, rarely can a response make something better. And that's what sympathy is, right? We try to make a response that's really profound and in hopes of saying, you know, the the person that's going through a hard time, they'll say, oh, wow, like that's exactly what I needed to hear. Thank you. I'm not feeling bad anymore. Like most of the time, that's not going to happen, even though that's what we want to happen. And that's what we try to uh, make happen with sympathy. But reality is that's that's not what will happen 99% of the time. So it's not... Um, Something, there's not, nothing really to make the moment better, in a sense. It's that connection. So there's nothing that you're going to say that's going to just be totally comforting at that time. Well, sorry, I take that back. There is. It just depends on how you say it, right? If you're empathetic or if you're sympathetic. So that connection is key. That's, this, that's the big part with empathy and sympathy. Empathy is connection. Sympathy is not. So when you're sympathetic, you're not trying to connect with the person that is vulnerable. You're trying to jump in and make things better, and it actually drives the connection apart, right? It drives that disconnection, like Brene said. And I love this next part. She says, sympathy is sharing, empathy is understanding. Oh, sorry, actually, Brene didn't say that. That was in, uh, well, actually, she might have. Sorry, I didn't write down who said that. I'll put that in the notes, but... Uh, or in the uh, episode description, the show notes. I believe that's from Psychology Today as well. But, uh, or no, that's actually in, uh, from Webster. Yeah. But I love that. Sympathy is sharing, empathy is understanding. So, I don't know if, uh, if you've ever sent someone like a sympathy card. Like, if they're going through a hard time, you send them a card, say, you know, I hope you get better so I hope you get better soon like the get well soon cards that's kind of that sympathy that's sharing and it's not really trying to understand empathy is trying to understand someone understand how they're feeling what they're going through what their thought process is and really being down in that hole being down in that rut with them instead of just from the top saying hey do you want a sandwich again you got to watch that video to have that make sense but i mean you get the you get the visual so empathy takes more work than sympathy. It really does. And I've seen it in my life as I've been trying to practice more, to be more empathetic instead of just sympathetic. And it's really hard. It takes a lot of practice because it really is, it takes more effort. It's harder than sympathy. Sympathy, again, is just that surface level. And empathy are starting really to dive down deep into it. And it takes a lot of emotional effort to be down in that rut with people, to be down in the hole. But it's way more rewarding than just sympathy because you get that connection. You form that bond with that person and you get closer to each other. So, again, it takes effort to learn more about how someone is feeling by saying, tell me more. Like, what's that like for you? Instead of, ah, like, you know, Jim, you'll be okay. I see you down there in that hole you know, you'll be fine. You're not dead. At least you're alive, right? 
all right, Jim, <laughs> I'll see you later. But empathy is climbing down in that hole and saying, dude, like I've, I've had some, I've had stuff like this happen in my life as well. And I can't, I just can't imagine how you're feeling right now. Like, tell me more. What's that like for you? And it's learning, learning to understand them. And remember not to say at least, at least, I mean, you know, maybe there's 0.01% of the times you can say a good at least, but most of the time, try and just try and avoid that. Next time you are trying to have empathy with someone, avoid the at least and try and just form that connection and try something else. Um, so it takes effort to put yourself in their shoes. It really does. And if you can't do that, a lot of people... Well, I don't want to say a lot. I'll say some people have a hard time with that to see different perspectives and to put themselves in their shoes. But that's okay. In fact, I do say a lot of people. A lot of people do. I do at times. It takes, it takes effort, and you need to recognize it and put it into practice, and eventually you'll be able to get better and better at it to be able to see perspectives from different points of views and to work on empathy and to be able to form that strong connection. I hope that helped. Again, real quick, I'm going to go over those four pillars, those four different qualities of empathy. So as you go throughout this week, try and practice them and to just put them into action. And you'll be able to see and really feel a difference of what it's like to have empathy versus sympathy. So again, number one is perspective taking. Try and see things through their view. Number two, staying out of judgment. Don't judge them for their feelings. Don't judge them for how they think or for coming to you or for being vulnerable. Three, recognize emotion in them. And four, communicate that. Communicate that you recognize it, that you see them. I see you, right? Just think of Avatar. I see you. Or I'm here. Kind of the same thing. And again, I'll put all of the articles and stuff and especially that video in the show notes and so if you have time just go ahead and watch it it's a really good visual to what i just talked about and you'll really you'll really understand on a different level especially if you're a, vis a visual learner like myself but thank you all again so much for listening if you got it this far you are again the ogs and i recently just made an instagram profile uh, for this podcast called what about therapy and that's that's the name is at what about therapy go ahead and give me a follow there i'm gonna be posting quotes about just different episodes that I've done in the past, this episode, future episodes, all that good stuff. And if you have any questions or any episode topics that you want me to cover, then please shoot me a DM, message me, and I'll reply back to you. Thank you all again so much for listening, and until next time, peace. Hey everyone, thank you all so much for listening to this episode. If you liked it, please leave a rating and review. That would mean the world to me. That's how I'll be able to reach and help as many people as I can. If you know of anyone that could possibly benefit from this episode or any other one of my episodes, please share it with them. You can also subscribe or follow to be notified when my future episodes come out. So thank you all so much for your support, and I'll see you in the next episode. Peace.